0: So it, like, pains me to say this, but I had some technical difficulties with this episode. And I suppose this is part of, like, the whole transparency thing of me being cool and honest and you guys learning to appreciate me for who I am and being able to admit my own faults. So I don't know if it's just me not being very good at the technology portion of this, and I'm learning. Um, so this was not on my producer. This was totally on me Um my audio does not sound very good for this upcoming interview, and that's really frustrating because it was a great interview. Uh, Jordan and I had a great time talking. Um, so I want you to listen to this. If you really want to hear it, I would I would suggest that you maybe listen to it with headphones on. It sounds pretty good on headphones. Uh, not so great in the car. Um, you might just have to turn it up really loud if that's how and when you want to hear it. But like I said, um, this is a work in progress. I'm going to continue to get better at this. I'm going to get continue to get better at the technology side of things, not just the interviews. Um, but I really appreciate you guys listening, and I really appreciate your patience as I figure out what it is that I'm doing. Is that I will continue to get better at this, and you guys can come along for the journey with me. So don't let that minor, minor, minor little uh, inconvenience deter you from listening to this. I really appreciate it. I'm going to shut up now and uh let's get on with the interview on today's episode of everything else i sit down with my very good friend jordan morgan as we discuss our year in chicago together he tells me about his time since moving on from the bears and he provides some of the hottest takes on who would be on the marvel cinematic universe's practice squad and believe me we know a thing or two about practice squads all of that is coming up on this episode of everything else J-E-T-S, Jets, (laughs) Jets, Jets. Thank you for listening to Everything Else with Cameron Lee. I'm here with my very good friend and former teammate and recently uh, signed to the New York Jets offensive lineman, Jordan Morgan. Jordan, how are you, bud?
1: I'm good, Cameron Lee. Thank you for having me here today.
0: I'm happy to have you. I'm glad that we finally got to do this. Uh, For those of you who don't know, Jordan and I became very good friends uh, when we played together for the Bears, um, I guess two years ago now, so it's... Kind of crazy how fast life happens. You were what a fourth round draft pick.
1: Uh, top of the fifth. Top, top of the of fifth. fifth. Okay, yeah.
0: So you were the guy that. Um, you were the guy that sort of forced me to not be a Chicago
1: Bear. <laughs> Did you, I mean, you know that, right? Yeah, you gave me the story. Um, <clears throat> because what? Because they picked me up. You decided to go elsewhere, but well, you they, still ended up with me, though.
0: Oh yeah, I know. But the the Bears basically told me that um, that they were considering drafting me as a, as an offensive lineman, I as a guard. Um, and then I can, I compared myself to you in a lot of ways, just, you know, both being from smaller schools, uh, you being from Kutztown, me being from Illinois state, you know, we both, uh, had, were kind of new to football. I mean, not that we hadn't you know, been playing it, but that it wasn't necessarily like, something that like we grew up in yeah. like, football. Guys, totally. Per se. Yeah. It's like, I compared myself to you in a lot of ways. And so then the bears ended up drafting you, uh, it made me mad a little <laughs> not at you specifically but just like oh man damn those be bears to, how great would it be to like play for your home state team and all that so uh, when they ended up drafting you and then like called me afterward and like hey we want you to come here as a free agent Like, when well, you had your chance uh, I screwed that one up I'll admit that but anyway so you and I have like had a weird kind of journey to becoming friends um, but that that rookie year that you and I spent together uh, it was a crazy one wouldn't you say
1: Oh my god, fucking whirlwind Fucking I don't know that, that Yeah dude, that that transition was hard for me On a lot of different levels It was like a completely different world um, That fucking little Kutztown, all you do is you practice You go to class, you practice You play a game, you go get blacked out And you try to go home with somebody And uh, fucking You come to NFL and saw this other Different shit going on the thing that always had me the most tilted was the fucking rookie bullshit. Oh my god. I fucking hated that luckily, shit. Luckily you were not alone in being a rookie. You were the lone drafted rookie offensive lineman. Yeah. You weren't necessarily alone through all of that, but my bank account cried tears.
0: <laughs> I can I can say that I was there with you and we had to do some, you know, dumb stuff and not like hazing or anything. Like nothing like nothing like terrible, but you know, stuff like like, as if being in the NFL is not, you know, enough pressure, but then the added, the added rookie duties. And, like,
1: yeah. What, uh. I mean, there are definitely people who got it worse than us, but sure. for me, like, I don't know, being, being told I have to do something just because somebody says it, like, I've always had a problem with authority figures. So that shit burned yeah. me on the inside. I remember in the beginning, <laughs> <You're> <laughs> Coach a little, Wash. a little headstrong. Yeah, Coach Wash told me I was the worst fucking rookie ever because <laughs> I never <laughs> did anything they asked me to. But uh, I, I came around eventually. I tried anyway.
0: Yeah.
1: Minimum effort.
0: Minimum effort in terms of, in terms of uh, fitting in or being a rookie, I guess, if you will,
1: but not in terms of, like, football. Yeah, yeah, football. I mean, yeah, you got to try. It's the NFL is hard. I'm not talented enough to just bullshit. But, you, know, I mean, I did it. You know, at times I tried to do – the most and what i didn't understand at that time is it's kind of just what happens like whether you do a good job or a bad job they're still going to fuck with you cuz you're a rookie and i didn't understand that at the time so that's why i was always at ends with myself like fuck these guys but i mean i don't know like coming into like my second and third year like you you start to see, like, how other rookies get treated, and it's like, well, I mean, like, they don't they don't fucking hate you. I mean, some of them probably do, but at the end of the day, it's all love. Like, like they, they – I've heard this a million times when I was a rookie. Like, you all – everybody goes through it. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was very refreshing last season to see it happen to somebody else and know that I did not have to do any of that.
0: So you say like, everyone goes through it. I mean, like, what were some of the things – I mean, obviously I know, but, like, just for people who – like what? What was like the hardest thing? Like rookie year, as far as like not hazing again, but like what sort of like duties? Like like were, was it that made it so terrible for you?
1: Um,
0: I remember. I remember the. <laughs>
1: The Rookie Reports. Oh, uh, God. I forgot about that.
0: <laughs>
1: Bro, God. I was so bad at those at first. No, didn't. you were great. Oh, hell no. I didn't understand what they wanted at first. Because at first, I thought it was like a joke. I was like, there's no way they want to interrupt a meeting to hear me talk about some stupid shit that no one gives a so, fuck about. So,
0: for those of you who don't know, football meetings are long. They're tedious. Um, you, you know, you're in this building with these same people for so long that you kind of start to go crazy, you lose your mind. Um, and so we would try and break up meetings by having these little reports. Um, and coach, the offensive line coach, would give us a, t- a topic mm-hmm. and each rookie, uh, one per week or whatever it was, would perform a presentation on whatever the topic was. Would, do you remember like, any of the topics you had? Oh.
1: I, there's one that, like, stands out to me Because I think I went against you and no, we. No,
0: was with the debates
1: Oh, no, I'm thinking the debates did, about...
0: did you do, like, a rookie report? Yeah,
1: um, fuck
0: Because I remember, like, because I was added Week one of the regular season, so I was kind of the new guy And I showed up And so basically um, I showed up, and it was, like, the first or second day I was there, our friend Brandon Green uh, He had a rookie report I was like, <laughs> So I figured, like I was like, okay, well, I'll get
1: to see someone else do it, and then I'll know what I have to do. His rookie report was what was it, tip drill? The tip drill the tip video.
0: Drill. He didn't even say anything. He just put it on. <laughs> like, <laughs> what was like? What was he supposed to be doing? I don't even remember.
1: So I don't know. Like they give you a topic, and they let you. They let you. Um, they'll give you a topic. Obviously, you can say come up with whatever you want, but originally, so the rookie reports and the debates were two different things. They just wanted it to be informative yet entertaining. But obviously, like if I'm giving you a report, it's not exactly easy to make it that that, you know, like not everybody can do that. Like, I know for me, the report felt more of like a school assignment than something that was supposed to be fun. But um, so- Cam Cam came <laughs> and he, he did a report on uh, how to become a porn star. And it was actually, like, really informative but hilarious at the same time. And that was when I realized that we were going to have to do this all year because Cam did such a great job that they were going to want that every week. because well, thank you for that. Yeah, with well, me and everybody else, we fucking suck. So, like, they didn't even – we had times where they would like, we didn't even have to do it because it was, it was that boring well, to in them. my
0: defense, like, so when they showed me Brandon's example – and Brandon, I'm not kidding and this is no disrespect to my man BG, but he just put on a music video. Shout out to AAF
1: Iron Birmingham Iron. Shout out to the
0: Birmingham Iron. Anyway, but he just put on the video and just let it play. It was I mean it was just literally just TNA. It was just TNA on the video board. He didn't say anything, he didn't like teach us anything. It was literally just just let it ride. And I was like, oh, so this is what we do, huh? And then they all like, kinda of booed him out off, off the stage, you know, like, hey, don't do that anymore. And then so I felt like I really had to step up and me being who i am i take everything way too seriously uh, as you saw so i came in i like i went out and bought a laptop to do this thing i was like i got to i got to make a report so i like put together slides and did research and i might have watched a video or two um, <laughs> 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 so I, I remember i i put together this like i don't know like 12 page slide on how to become a porn star um, and apparently it went really well
1: it went too well.
0: It went too well because after that we didn't do rookie reports anymore. We be, they became debates, so we moved on to debate to debate topics, and again that wasn't so great either. But that was it's just some of the stuff, some of the dumb stuff that you have to do uh, your rookie year in the league. Before that though, uh, you and I our relationship got off to a, a weird. A weird start is Oh it, yeah Is that safe
1: to say? It was a 20, 2017 Columbine Yeah the NFL Combine sucks by the way <laughs> Yo yeah that shit I mean the underwear Olympics Like you get a lot of cool the gear The underwear Olympics Yeah you get a lot of cool gear But it's like a, it's it's One dope. of the most stressful it's, it's weeks dope. ever it's,
0: it's an honor And I'm so thankful that I got to go But it, Jordan you can back
1: up And this is sucks Yeah bro I got like minimal sleep Everybody kept asking me What the fuck Kutztown was I'm There's like bro There's a train in the hotel Yeah <laughs> Is there a train horn
0: going off yeah. during the morning? Aesthetics. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, at the combine, like I said, I like I had known you from like sort of like the reports on on who are the potential offensive linemen in this draft and who's to look out for. So, I, like, that was how I sort of followed you and got to know you. But it turns out you didn't like me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah tell everybody. Tell everybody about it. I'm not I, mad at you. Fuck. I don't blame you.
1: I think it might have been the uh, the broad jump drill. Yeah. Uh, we were all in line. So, like, obviously, you know, half the guys are nervous. Half the guys are, like, confident as fuck. I was somewhere in between. I was like, I don't really know what's going what on. That? I don't know. You were, like, you struck me as, like, an asshole at first. Cause, like, <laughs> you, like, you kept, like, cracking, like, these jokes, but, like, no one was, like, acknowledging it. And I was just like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, <laughs> somebody tell this guy to fucking relax. But. Oh, my God. And then, like somebody, somebody did comment on one of them, and you said something back that was like kind of snappy and witty, but none of us knew each other, so it was like not, you, it's like a bold, answer. yeah, it's like a bold thing to say to a stranger. So I was like, "Oh, this guy's definitely a fucking douchebag." Like, and then lo and behold, yeah, like you, you followed me on Twitter, like while I was with the Bears, and I was like, "Oh, I remember this guy." Then, like a week or two later, like you were in the building, and I was like, oh, shit, I know you, <laughs> and um, no, it was, it was good, though, I mean, you came there, I got to know you, and I liked you a lot, and now we're like really good friends, so I'm happy it worked out that way, you, yeah, you know, get to, you get to wear that uh, New York Jets green in my wedding, dope, yeah, you're, dope, you're I, bro, world. I look good in green,
0: man, it makes my skin pop, you look good in a lot of stuff, man, thanks, bro, so obviously our relationship sort of uh, started in a weird place, got better,
1: those are the best stories, though. It's, it's no fun if there's no fucking controversy.
0: <laughs> That's right. That's true. All right, let's take a break real fast. It's time recording. And then we'll talk for a second, and then I'll hit you with a clap. Cool. So let's go. So we're back, uh, and we've been talking about talking about sort of that rookie process, but obviously your rookie year is over. Um actually you've you've been through two seasons now so uh after your first year and you were with the bears and then you moved on and you spent time in tennessee uh how did like that that organization or like that atmosphere how did that compare was it like a weird change or or what was up with what was up in tennessee
1: oh it was definitely real different than chicago uh it's funny like I feel like players everywhere complain that the team isn't organized, but Chicago was way more organized than Tennessee was for practice and everything else. Like Ray was a, is a newer coach, newer head coach. And I think that's probably why maybe I'm not sure. Um, But I, I had a lot of fun down there. It's like my time out there. Like I didn't, obviously in this business, you don't know, unless you're really that guy, you don't know how long you'll be somewhere. So, I was grateful to spend like most of the season with them um and it was good uh, you know when i when i felt like um towards the end of my time in chicago i focused i was uh i let too much get to my head like i felt like i was being overcoached and like or i was just like making things bigger than they were in my head and i wasn't playing how i usually play and um when i got to tennessee That was my whole thing is I was like, I don't know how long I'm going to be here, how it's going to pan out, but I want to get back to playing Jordan football, like just fast paced hitting people as hard as you can, like not really giving a fuck about anything else. And it panned out like that was like so far in my professional career, that was the best ball I've played. Um, And I made some good friends down there too. Like I really enjoyed that room a lot. Taylor Lawan and all of them, like they're great guys and they took me in. And I felt like felt like I've known him for like ever when I was down there, so it was like fucking amazing. Um, Luan seems like a, I
0: mean obviously he's a, like an awesome player, but he seems like a, like a crazy dude.
1: Like you yeah, I mean, like? He awesome is, stories. he is, but in the best way possible. Like he's not, he's not a dickhead at all. That's, like he's literally a great person. Really. But he like obviously like if you like if you're fucking with him like he'll fuck with you back. But like, um, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I remember um, the fucking O-line coach, uh, Keith, Keith Carter, fucking pussy, um, <laughs> he, he would like uh, give Taylor shit sometimes about like, quote unquote, not practicing hard or something like that, or he, he would give somebody else shit, but Taylor's like. This figure where he, like, he looked out for his guys. Like, Keith gave me shit one time and Taylor, like, snapped at him for it. And I was just like, damn, like, you don't even really know me like that. But it's a testament to the type of person you are. Like, I remember uh, after, like, my first couple days there, like, I guess, like, he was sick. So he wasn't practicing. But he came back and he introduced himself. And then he's like, he's like, do you hate Keith yet? And I was like, I mean, not really. And he's like, oh, don't worry. Give it time. We all fucking hate him. Like <laughs> And... There are times out there where he fucking, like, he cussed Keith out, dude, like, in front of the head coach, in front of the GM. He just straight talked shit to him. Like, one day he's like, he's like, you're a fucking pussy. Like, you're the worst coach I've ever had. Like, you barely even played in college. How the fuck are you here? Like, whose dick did you have to suck to get this job? Like, literally in front of everybody, like, the entire management of the team. Like, and all the players, everybody, we just looked at each other like, damn, here Taylor (laughs) go. That's crazy. I mean, at every
0: level there's – you obviously have lots of personalities. Yeah. And you got to learn to sort of make them work. Um, and, like, we had we had guys in Chicago that were more vocal or that would say what was on their mind. And, obviously, some coaches don't mind that. Some coaches. Yeah, some coaches hate that shit. Coaches, yeah, so uh, do you think, like, was that good? Like, the was it, like, the kind of thing where, like, the guys had mutual respect, players and coach, that you could say what you were thinking and say what was on your mind and, like, it was good? Or was it, like, almost uh, not a good environment, like a hostile environment?
1: So, Keith was the O-line coach, and a guy named Sully was the assistant O-line coach. Everyone had a respect for Sully. They didn't have a respect for Keith. Keith was new, and on top of that, like I said, like, I think he went to, like, UCLA or something. And even, like, I don't – like, it's to my understanding, like, just from what I heard from everybody else, that, like, he didn't even play there. Like, he was, like – he played, like, a year or two, didn't even really play in games, and was hurt for most of his career, so he didn't do much. So, they – don't have a respect for him. And I think that's like an interesting thing because I don't know how other people feel about this, but I, I'm much more likely to hold a respect for you if you've been through something that you're trying to like coach me through. Like, yeah. you like, I'm not saying it's not possible because people do it, but like, if you're like, you're going to tell me how to block NFL offensive linemen, but you've never played in the NFL or if you've only coached in the NFL right. for like five years. I'm not saying I'm not going to listen to you, but, like, I'm much more inclined to listen to the guy next to me who's a seven, eight, nine, ten 10-year vet because I'm like, not only has he been in the NFL a world longer than you, he's played it. So yeah. it's like he probably has way more insight to give me than you would.
0: Yeah, like, I think I had – there's definitely, like, a different level of respect that just kind of comes inherently when you play for a guy who's, like, literally done the thing that you do. Yeah. Uh, like, I played for a number of coaches – you know they didn't even play offensive line, and it's not fair. But I feel like
1: they have to prove themselves to me. It's not that they mm-hmm. don't get the level of respect, but it seems to you kind of got to earn it. Okay. Yeah, it's real. It's, it's realistic because this is. I mean, like it's your it's your livelihood. Like there are guys who like this is how they put food on their fucking table. Like you, and on top of that, like it's it's a clout job. You have all this respect and pizzazz that comes with it. So it's like. I'm not gonna go out there and embarrass myself doing what you tell me to do if I don't think it's gonna work. And I'm not saying I'm that type of player, but that's generally what this world is. And like, is it, like there are guys who don't they don't listen to their coaches because they don't respect their coach. And you could argue, oh well, like he's a terrible player, but what if he's a really good fucking player? Then is it warranted?
0: Yeah, and it's like kind of funny the way like like we were talking about sort of with that mutual respect, or the way that like you kind of got to know where the line is as far as like players and coaches, like what you can say, what you can't say, but also some of the coaches, like some players don't need as much coaching, you know? Correct. And the good coaches know that. Right? Mm-hmm. coaches are able to sort of, um, you know, like this guy can get away with this. I couldn't get away with anything as a player. I wasn't that good. So like I needed more, you know, work. Yeah. More. someone needed to be looking over my shoulder and checking on me versus like some guys, like they just kind of let the reins go and say, Hey, yeah. do, do your thing. Um, so obviously you played for a number of coaches now you just got signed uh, to the Jets. Uh, have you met anyone in the organization yet? I
1: mean Yeah, um so I didn't know if you knew, I don't know if you knew this, but when you were here in Chicago with me, do you remember Dow Loggins? Yeah. He's the O C there. Oh yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. So him I'm like I'm already familiar with him and I met Gase and the obviously the old line coach. Cool. Um it's funny, like <laughs> when I first met the old line coach, like I was like kind of cracking jokes in the beginning of everything, and he was like real serious, like, "Why well, don't?" Dude, yeah, I don't. You have to feel these people out. Like that's the like, yeah. one of biggest beefs with this yeah. Is it's so tense? I, I think, I think for me, after like after everything that happened in Chicago, I felt like my, I felt like my time in Chicago, I wasn't being myself, and I was always in my head, like. Cause like I said, like it's a it's a big jump from a small school to the NFL, and I was a rookie, so like it's a big jump no matter what. Yeah, it's, it's like a, but it's a huge
0: jump for him. Yeah,
1: you know, for like I'm like I don't want to step on toes. I just want to do what I'm told. Like, I just want to do everything right, and I felt like I was very limited not only in my play, but. And just how I how I was thinking, how comfortable I felt with people. Like I felt like I was like very tense and uptight my entire time there because I was never being myself because it was new to me and I didn't want to fuck it up. Yeah. But once I left, I realized I'm like, man, like it's just a fucking job and like you like I mean, I haven't been playing my whole life, but it's like you played good enough to get to the fucking NFL. Like who gives a shit? Like be yourself and if somebody doesn't like it, who gives a fuck? It's just like life. Somebody else will. So when I was in Tennessee I was all about that I was like I, I don't really give a fuck about what anyone thinks of me like I'm gonna make sure I have fun every day and when I did that I was handling my business I was playing better I was more loose I was being myself with everybody and developing like these genuine relationships so even after the season ended and I was done with Tennessee I didn't When I was like going to other teams to see what I could make happen I didn't really my biggest thing now is just like I'm going to show you who I am day one. So we spare each other the, the pleasantries and the bullshit. It's like you either like me or you don't. Because if you don't like me, I know I'll be with somebody else. Like, I don't really give a fuck. Like, somebody's going to cut me a check and I'm going to get better and have fun with doing what I'm doing.
0: I like that. I like this let loose version of Jordan. Yeah, bro. Like when you and I, like, we're playing together. And again, people don't fully understand, like, how difficult it is to navigate the waters of being a professional athlete. Not mm-hmm. you have to be good enough to play the game. But you have to understand relationship side of the business and who you can like talk to and how you can handle your business like it's just it's a whole other thing that I just don't think people understand like us having the experience that we did or that you're doing that I did um on that side I think it just kind of opens your eyes a lot but what I was saying is um yeah you were like kind of reserved you were kind of like locked up as far as personality uh and I I felt the same way for a lot of my time in the NFL and uh it was good I felt like you know being rookies together you and I sort of like had the opportunity to vent a little bit, yeah. you know, to one another and just, like, you know, talk about what was going on and, like, our frustrations. And, you know, it's good to have sort of that sounding board or someone to, to, to who can relate to your process, I guess.
1: Hell, yeah. I mean, you you definitely helped me with that. And I always kind of envied that about you, too, is just, like, you, you weren't afraid to be yourself. And, again, like, experiences like that throughout that year taught me like, fuck it, like, you might as well, like, as long as you, like, there's a there's a line, obviously, like, you know, you're still respectful, you're still a professional, but at the same time, like, I know for me, like, I'm a very playful person, so, like, I'm serious when I need to be, but I'm not gonna, me being uptight and serious all the time, like, that's not me, that's very draining, yeah. so, when I was going to these workouts for teams and talking to coaches and stuff, like, I was just being myself, mm-hmm. and the every team I went to, like, except for the Redskins, they didn't really like it that much, but... <laughs> I went to, like, like four or five teams, and they all loved that shit. Like, they they were genuinely like, we like guys like you. And I was like, well, hey, like, this is me. Like, we'll, we'll see what happens. See, that's,
0: that's, like, one of the things is, though, is that, like, chemistry and fit and scheme and personalities, like, people don't, like, totally account for that. Like, when you go into these situations, um, it's as much, like, as like, in my experience for the few teams that I was able to be around and be a part of, like, that matters so much in terms of who you meet and who's the coach and how they mm-hmm. you, how they behave like hell yeah like my the the season that we played together in Chicago like I was unlocked personality wise over time by our offensive line coach by the assistant offensive line coach um, the way they handled you know personalities and kind of just said hey be yourself
1: um, you're talking, I, about yeah, talking about Wash and yeah, Ben yeah like, I I miss them so, so much miss,
0: yeah and it wasn't like I wasn't being a jackass. It wasn't like I was doing anything disrespectful, but I just wasn't nervous. I wasn't scared to like ask questions or say what I thought. Or, mm-hmm. you know, it was just, and like that, yeah, I had a coach similar to that in college. Um, playing like that was how I operated. That was how I operated at my best. My best football probably of my career was the last six weeks of the Bears, of, of the season, of the 2017 season with the Bears. Cause I was just, I was having fun. I wasn't nervous at all. Yeah. And I've been with teams where I was just so uptight, so afraid to be myself.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It wasn't fun at
1: all. Yeah. You're you literally burn yourself out without realizing it. And you you almost start to um I don't want to say lose a love for it, because I don't think it's necessarily that deep, but you just don't find that you enjoy it as much. And you start to associate that with the game but it's not the game it's just your mentality towards it so like now like like i said like the end of my stint in chicago like it fucking sucked like i wasn't having fun at all i hated it but all of a sudden i'm in nashville and i'm literally like actually having fun at practice like liking practice it's
0: crazy how like it's not even about the game the game didn't change Mm -mm. the game didn't change Uh, not at all but it's just it's just the way some people operate and so like you know the the people that Worked out in Chicago or whatever Like they had great success So you can't knock them For the way they did things But it wasn't good for you Yeah It was, certainly wasn't good for me Um But so yeah Like you, you know You are kind of like a big personality You're a fun guy to be around You're kind of a goof
1: Oh yeah easily uh, You're always dancing
0: Always uh, You're always dancing You're always singing And You're like this big like Comic book kid Oh yeah You're like this Alright so let me ask you this Like all the the Marvel Marvel universe.
1: I love Marvel. I know you do so much. You're,
0: you're, that's that's kind of your thing. So I gotta ask you, you know, like with the Avengers, it's coming to an end, dude.
1: I know. I'm I'm really excited for it though, cause I like I like how like some of the Avengers movies get, or some of the Marvel movies in general catch like a lot of slack. Like people might think one movie's not necessarily that good, but I don't think people understand the depth of some of the comics, like not every not everybody can have a star role you know like everybody has their own story yeah but in the grand scheme of things like not every hero is going to be you know like this is the guy that's going to save everybody like some of those heroes I mean like they, they play smaller roles like you think of like
0: not ca- everyone can be Mitchell Trubisky
1: no not at all you <laughs> <Some>, got
0: <laughs> some of us some of us are on the practice squad <laughs> yeah you gotta yeah some of us so we gotta take baby steps squad, who's the practice squad of the
1: Okay, so, I'll tell you right now, the two people who are on it, and one of them is on it, but he, like, at the same time, he's not. He's the guy, he's the... All right, so, I'll tell you right now, and this is controversial, I'm sure somebody will disagree with me. The Black Panther is definitely practice squad. Oh, okay. In the grand scheme of things, he's really not that special. Tell me all about it. And um, Black Widow as well. So She's like, just a fucking spy. You're just, like, anti-black? What's that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, like, in the, in the grand scheme of it all, with, like... They are. They can't do that much. Like if we're if we're talking like regular bad guys who like sell drugs and got weapons of mass destruction, yeah, they're awesome. But like, you want to take this intergalactic? You want to take this to to Thanos? Okay. No, they can't do anything. He'll fuck. You don't even have to fight them. He'll get his lackeys to fight him, and they'll fuck their day up. Like, but the person who's on it who shouldn't be on it at the same time, very underrated hero, but at the same time very overrated. He's the practice squad guy who. They bump up to active and then bump right back down the following week. Who's that? Captain America.
0: Captain America is on the practice. Captain America. That's a take from. That's a take for all time.
1: Captain America. How do, we do this. All right, I'll, I'll lay it out for you. So, essentially, they 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 make these uh, these uh, super soldier programs, right? Okay. Because, like, if we're being real, he didn't realize it, but that is essentially what the Hulk is. They were well I guess it depends on what universe you want to pull it from but in the most popular one the, the research the Hulk was doing was not it was for it, to advance super soldiers but it went freakishly wrong and it became him Captain America was like the baby steps of that okay. but if you put them in a fight Captain America would literally fucking die in like seconds <laughs> like there's he compared to an average human like me and you yeah he's super but like, we're not that average. Yeah, true. But <laughs> he, he, like, he he can't he can't do that much. Like he has a even then like his shield is like made of like stone from like space. Space stone. Space stone. <laughs> same thing. Wolverine's claws are made of. If I'm not mistaken. It yeah, has a different Marvel universe. So. Yeah, but it's the same. It's the same stuff though. <laughs> oh okay. Um,
0: stay
1: on brand. I'll stay on brand. No, <laughs> no, that's still Marvel. <laughs> no. Okay. But different vibranium. universe, yeah. So, I mean, and it's the same thing that Black Panther shoes made out of too. Vibranium. The vibranium. Oh, actually, no. I would I would Actually, went two different ways. Vibranium, vibranium, and adamantium. Two different things. Sorry about that. Yeah. But, about this. but uh, no. Nah, so. i wanted to point out that you're wearing a hat with Gerald from Harold. <laughs> yeah, bro, this hat so swaggy. I love it. <laughs> I have a Bart, I have a hat with Bart on it too. That's just like one of my favorites. So, right, but, anyway, uh, keep going. so the the vibranium, like it's. It's not indestructible, but Honestly. it's it's pretty darn close. And I mean, I think I don't even think any of uh, Captain America's abilities make him special. I think in comparison to his peers on the Avengers, like everyone's super for the most part. Yeah. Obviously, with the exception of like Black Widow and the dude with the bow, who I think is like he's definitely practice squad. He's like he's barely, Bucky. he's barely hanging in he's there. Squad. What's Bucky? Bucky. What is Bucky? I don't know. I'm asking you. You're the Marvel expert. Bucky's definitely practice squad, but like, but his worth, his worth is like very low. Okay, he's, so, he's pretty down there.
0: Okay. So like, if the the Avengers, if there was like a top, like, what's who's like the or not just the Avengers, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, who is like the who's like the squad? Like, if you had to roll out like a starting five Oof. or six, like who's who's in that? The
1: team? Hulk's definitely got to be in this. The Hulk. Hulk. Okay. As long yeah. as it's not Thanos, he'll win. Okay. That's the only person who's who's beaten him as we've seen through their movies. In the comics, it's different, but in their movies, he's he like he literally fucks everybody's day up. Like once he decides to fight, it's like no contest. Okay,
0: so
1: you got the Hulk. Um, who else do we have? Honestly, Spider Man would be in there.
0: Spider
1: Man, okay. He's he's unique. He's very unique.
0: He seems like a guy who started off on Peace Squad. Yes. Yes. And yes. earned a roster spot, and before you know it. See Dependable. I thought I would have the career arc of Spider Man as a football player. Start off on p Squad, you know, kind of like a quirky little guy, no one really knew anything about him, and then like you kind of just become you
1: know, really dependable.
0: Yeah, and you start to like that guy and you're like oh he's kinda of funny and then he yeah, yields
1: results. Know.
0: See, I thought I'd be Peter Parker, but I ended up, you know I ended up being who's out of the who's out of the MCU altogether. Did anyone like die and just leave? whoever that is that's me <laughs> <laughs> anyway I okay, guess so we got Spider-Man and the Hulk, Hulk. Um,
1: can you give
0: me like three more to really like, round out like my my starting five of the MCU it's obviously not Captain America
1: well he 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 goes back and forth
0: you made you made that abundantly clear you don't think he deserves to be
1: there but his but his leadership and intellect I think save him
0: what about Captain
1: Marvel yeah she's definitely gotta be a front runner she's like very souped up did you see
0: that movie? Yeah. I, I didn't see it. But uh, what's her th- what's her deal? I'm not I'm like I said, I'm not the
1: MCU expert. You good with spoilers? I don't care. So she's not human, she's an alien. Or actually no, I'll take that back. She started off as human. Oh wow. And they were building like a some type of particle accelerator space thing. Oh wow. But it was a she was building it with somebody who she didn't know was an alien. um cause that happens. Yeah. <laughs> And it exploded, and somehow her body absorbed it. And the aliens that came to retrieve said item took her instead, and pretty much brainwashed her into thinking she was one of them.
0: Whatever happened to the good old tales was getting beat, bit by a radioactive spider?
1: Oh no! They they're they're trying to go. They're trying to make it galactic now. Okay. But um. So
0: is she like the uh, is she the Marvel equivalent to Superman?
1: You could say that. So her her power. Is um to a degree you could almost say it's limitless. Like she's very, she's very, very unique. Like wow. if she were to fight anybody that Marvel's introduced thus far, I think she would, she she would definitely win. Okay. Like um, my favorite's always the Hulk to say the Hulk would give anybody a good fight just because he's like sheer power. Like sure. it's very hard to even in real life, like sheer power overwhelms everything if you're not ready. Okay. But I mean, she's definitely like. I don't even know how to describe what it is she does like she just is energy incarnate pretty much like she's nice. she's pretty potent like Kirby interesting It's just a comparison Kirby who's your favorite
0: um who's your favorite super smash
1: brothers definitely captain falcon captain falcon that's my go to every time I play that game the falcon punch bro it literally just knocks people off every Not time punch. it's like it's like kind of cheesy but Then again, like everybody has something like that on that game, so I'm I'm big on him. I was a big Kirby guy. Kirby can do it all. Just whatever he eats. eats. He
0: is whatever he eats. You are what you eat, Kirby. Yeah, literally. Okay, so the so we've got the whole Spider-Man, Captain Marvel. Give me two more. Who are? Give me your top five right now in the Marvel universe. We gotta beat Iron Man.
1: Okay. And I say Iron Man because. Because. He, I mean, I don't know. He He's smart and rich, so he has access to whatever the fuck he wants. But I think the the beauty in Iron Man is, like, the the flexibility of every suit he makes. Like, he can tailor a suit to a specific situation and fight you with his regular suit. If that doesn't get it, he'll call in a suit he made just to fight you, and it works. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, as long as Tony has time to craft, like, he, he, he'll be fine in most fights. Yeah, okay. And he's pretty resourceful, too. Like, um... So I gave you I gave you Iron Man, Hulk, Captain Marvel, Spider-Man. Um We got to beat Thanos in a 3 game
0: series. Definitely
1: Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Hell yeah. Oh, okay.
0: That's a that's a hipster take. Tell me
1: about yeah. it. Yeah. Um so he's like he's like overpowered like on the low though. Like he don't he don't flex too much, but he can flex if he wants to flex. Like this motherfucker can control time for the most part.
0: Yeah, that is that does seem
1: like a good ability to have. Yeah, like in his movie Dar was it? Darmamu? He fought. He like locked this man in an infinite time loop. Like he's he's like I can't physically kill you, so I'm just gonna trap you in this infinite time loop where oh, you wow. relive this same memory. More resourceful. Yeah, uh, like oh, I
0: can't kill you. Better just go ahead and lock you up for eternity. Pretty
1: much, yeah. Deal. And even and I'm sure they'll tie it into this end game movie, but like he knows how they defeat Thanos. But he obviously, for the sake of somebody fucking it up, he can't just be like, yo, this is what you're going to do. This is what you're going to do. But he saw it and was like, some of us need to die for this to happen. Wow. And I'm like, it's Marvel. It's not like super gory. So I'm sure they'll find some no frills way to bring everybody back except maybe like one fucking person. But oh, no. yeah, they got to have one person just to oh. like appeal.
0: Are you a DC guy? I know your Mar- Marvel's your preference. Do you do you watch the
1: DC movies? I like DC, but I don't think they execute as well as Marvel. I
0: ask like, is the science so much different in these? I really don't in know. In these universes like these. The guys, the Marvel powers are so much uh, more creative than. Yeah, agreed. I have the water, like <laughs> Aquaman.
1: Man. Yeah, like like these. You, like, you
0: couldn't tell that was me being Aquaman. Yeah, I got you.
1: I got you. <laughs> nah, DC is um. I, yeah, I don't know what it... Like, comic-wise, they're good. It's but, good like, movie-wise, I don't know. Cinematic-wise, like, Marvel, like, just blows them out the water. And I think they just have to figure it out. And like, that Justice League movie, like, I personally don't think it was a good movie. But it's very enjoyable to watch action-wise. Like, it was cool fight scenes and, like, cinematics and stuff. I mean... Part of the thing, like, with them, though,
0: was also, like... I don't think that they're having a ton of success, and therefore they like pivot a lot, and they don't stay on like one
1: like. They rotate hero. They rotate heroes and actors a lot. Yeah, that's what,
0: that's what I'm saying. So like, you can't establish like, an they identity. Somehow, like Marvel, somehow locked up uh, Tony Junior for like thirty movies.
1: Yeah, and so, that is Iron Man. Like i like yeah. I ever seen him in public, I'm like, yo, that's Iron Man. Yeah,
0: it's, but like, there's
1: been so many different Batman movies. Like, yeah. They aren't, they aren't there is yeah. Like I want to see a Flash movie, but I like it's supposed to be like, the Flashpoint, and it's like a whole thing where like he he runs so fast, he changes time, creates like an alternate universe. But I don't know. He
0: runs so fast, he changes time and creates an
1: alternate universe. Right? Yeah. Um, so I think. It's a hard sell. <laughs> it, I, so it's funny because like that's in the comics too, but I think they're gonna use the Flashpoint movie as a way to essentially scrub. All the movies they've made uh-huh. and then build a more structured universe from there. So they're like, all right, like all this shit was from Flashpoint. Like this is the real one. Or oh, this is the universe. Or this is the reality that's been created from Flashpoint. Now we're gonna roll with this. Because I think they they realize that like all their movies have gotten shit reviews except Wonder Woman. Yeah. I didn't really I didn't see Aquaman. But I think it's sad that I like I saw trailers and I was like, I don't even know if this is gonna be a good movie. If I was
0: creative. This is me. I'd make
1: me look like Jason Mavala or Aquaman, like, for sure. You'd be a pro bowler. Yeah, I'd just
0: make myself, like, as a defensive end, those long those <laughs> long locks, the beard. The tats. Beautiful, the beautiful gray eyes. I don't know how you do that.
1: Some people are just blessed, man.
0: Some people are blessed.
1: i, I like, fuck. I'm stuck over here trying to make, you know, make do with what I got. I mean, I'm blessed. Like I shouldn't, I shouldn't complain. But some people just, it's like, it's like, you don't even have to do much just because you look so good Mm -hmm. that they, they'll do it for you. You just just have to be there. Like being good looking, like doesn't make your life easier. It's lying. It's lying. You can get it. Like the fact that you can get a job just because you look good is fucking insane to me. Like I'm not knocking it. Like, Hey, Hey, if you can do it, do it. But like smoke them if you got them. But like, How, like, how in the fuck, man? Like, oh, man, that'd just be a nice life. It sure would be. You'd be gorgeous for life and be, well, I don't know if you'd be rich. It depends. Yeah, but you could be.
0: certainly could be. All right, Jordan, I really appreciate you doing this with me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, dude. And good luck to you in New York. Thanks, man. I just don't see how you don't include Star-Lord on your practice squad. In fact, he probably shouldn't even be on the practice squad. He should probably be released for the way he handled that Thanos situation. They had the game locked up. He handed them the ball. Whatever. I'm not the expert. I want to thank my friend Jordan Morgan for coming on the show today. I want to thank each and every one of you guys for listening, especially our biggest fan, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It means the world that you listen to this. Um, And I also want to thank our future sponsors, Nike, just do it. Uh, And one last thanks to my producer, Cameron Colley. I appreciate all the work you do. So you guys have been listening to everything else. We will see you next week.